Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. I have with me today, I'm not actually going to mention the name of my podcast right now, uh, simply because I'm probably going to do a swap cast and I'm going to put this on both. So welcome back to the blank, 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 and the other one, blank, ball. we're back. Um, that makes more sense. That way uh, everything is uh, whitewashed and, and we're good to go and we can talk both about conspiracy and we can talk both again about motivation conspiracy where we all fit into all this the guest i have today is uh remarkable he's all around i came across him through guys who knew guys who knew guys who saw guys i came all the way down and i I found this guy in jersey and he's a bit of a big deal uh in jersey so i mean there's that um we got he runs uh, a premier comedy club out of jersey the dojo dojo comedy club uh dojo of comedy I'm probably saying it wrong. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stop rambling, ladies and gentlemen. Mike Romanelli uh, here with us today, not quite in studio because of COVID, but in spirit. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Adam. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yeah, man. Um, and like and like I said, I found you sort of again through through a, through a cast, through a cast, through a cast. And uh, my show is, I don't know. I want to say I, I want to say unique, but we're not unique anymore. None of us are really unique. All of us are just kind of. We're just we're. Our grandparents had a party line where the phones would come in and you could pick up and, and if like your neighbor was on the line, uh, yo, okay, I'll never mind. But this was the party line, you know, and now, yep. now it seems to me that anyone can reach out to anybody and anyone can talk to anybody like this, this whole, oh my God, they're a celebrity. They'll never talk to me. Or there's this person, there's that person. Like, honestly, if, if, if Liam Helmsworth, for example, just happens to have his phone in his hand and you hit him up on, on Instagram, he'll probably get back to you, you know? So we live in a world where you and I have a lot of mental similarities. We've never spoken before. This is, we're 20 minutes into our very first conversation uh, and we're already on like a house on fire and it's a beautiful time to be alive. And I think that's the theme that I kind of want to carry with, with this episode, how, you know, we're all stuck in this, this negative, this darkness, this COVID, this wear a mask, this, this dissension into fight your neighbor about all this bullshit. But there are so many pros and so many pluses that have come out of this like the opportunity for me a fellow in toronto canada to be chatting with a fellow in in jersey about some bullshit going on across the entire planet Mm -hmm. and and it's just great it's just great so your your podcast as well the free thinker society um you guys are you guys are what are you seven episodes in now i think yeah there's there's a there's a couple that are still sitting in the editing room that are a little too far out there that i'm i'm 
<laughs> They'll get out there. But yeah, so yeah but seven, seven officially released. Yes. Yeah. And I, I just picked up on the last one. I went on a hike and I listened to you guys. Uh, you guys went on for about an hour and 40 minutes. And I, I just, I listened to the whole thing and I'm laughing because I'm like, this sounds so familiar. This is so reminiscent of some of the stuff, you know, most of the stuff that I do where we've got this idea of what we want to talk about. And then who knows? Next thing you know, you're, you're an hour and a half, you're into it. And you're like, Jesus, we didn't cover anything, but we just went on for an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and, and it's really good. So, so my audience, ladies and gentlemen, listening to this right now on uh, the podcast that I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, if, but since you're listening to this, definitely you got to check out Sam, uh, sorry, at Mike, at uh, Freethinker Society. Um, the Freethinker TV, I'm going to have the links of where you can find him uh, in, the, in the episode description. But if you're leaving early, because some of you just want to hear my voice for a minute and then get the hell out of here. Definitely check out freethinker.tv. Definitely check out No Carnival Parking. Uh, we've got the Clint Files. All of these things need to stay in your mind because we're going to go over a bunch of stuff. All of these things are obviously going to be in the episode description as well. Um, but you're going to fall in love with Mike here uh, and you're going to become lifelong fans over there. And this is uh, going to be an episode where I can toot my own horn. I can toot Mike's horn for you as well because... We're going to talk everything from business to shop to spirituality to growth to hilarious celebrity stories to burning Hollywood to, to everything. Uh, I, think we're going to, I think we might even touch on Bigfoot. Uh, he's in there somewhere. Uh, but if we don't get to him this time, we'll save him for next time. Sure. Before we were, before we were live, you and I were talking about the burning of Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and also, you know, the negativity and the darkness of what's going on around us right now. It, I think in comparison and in contrast, I mentioned that we need the darkness. For those of, for those of you that are waking up, which most of you are on this show, listening to this right now, um, for those of you that are waking up, you're in a spot. You're in a spot where you're currently doing battle with everybody else. In other words, you've woken up and you're now preaching from from... I don't know, the high hills, the soapbox, what have you. And everyone thinks you're crazy and you think you're crazy and you don't know where you stand. And you really understand that it's a battle. It's a battle now of, of what you knew versus what you know. It's a battle of, of you, have to, you have to wake these people up. It's all inside your head. You have to get this out there to the masses. Um, but there is a part after this initial awakening that's very calm. Um, and it's more calm because of the pain and, and the shit that you literally just went through. Um, why don't you tell a little bit about your, 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 your awakening and your, you had said, you know, years and years and years ago, you were going through things. How have you come to now where you are and, and how are you comfortable with the fact that, yeah, we've been lied to that Hollywood is the major culprit in brainwashing an entire continent globe reality yeah. i don't know well yeah the world um <laughs> so my awakening starts it starts very early on in life um well i'll skip i'll skip the early early days but it does start in an urban setting in in the new york new jersey area of um just basketball courts and uh just older black guys talking about how there's liquor stores on every corner and and, and the conspiracy of keeping the keeping a certain community down, right? And that I remember, I'll never forget that sticking in my head. But and, and then um, 
I speak on my podcast every once in a while about the early days in New York City where there were certain groups of people that would hand out videotapes and flyers about conspiracies, stuff that you'll find on YouTube now. And uh, so, so that was, and then it goes to Rage Against the Machine and going to all those concerts and then getting the pamphlets when you left. And so it started there. Um, I was always, I always thought if, if, if a teacher told me to go this way, I always went the other way. And I always questioned since I was very young. But when it really, really came to, um, and this is a newer thing for me, so I'm sorry if it's, uh, it takes a little while to get out there, but it's a newer thing for me to, uh, to speak on, is I was one of the people under the towers in 9-11. Oh, wow. So yeah, I witnessed 9-11 firsthand. And uh, it's not the easiest thing for me to speak about. Like I said, there's, there, I have friends that, that know me very well and are just learning about this about me. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I took a final in New York city. Um, I was in a restaurant school, um, very, very close to where the towers were. And I, I, I watched the whole thing unfold and everyone knows what happened that day. So I won't get into too many details, but when I came home and I told everyone what I saw, they kept telling me I was wrong. And then that happened for a year and the news. And that's when thing I was like, wait a minute, but I know what I saw. I, what I saw was not the exact story. I saw the explosions come from the bottom and, and the and things shake and uh, the tower shake and fall. And then the same exact thing happened to the other one. And I kept it quiet because then, uh, uh, then loose change comes out, right? A couple of you fast forward and loose change comes out. And now all of a sudden, wait a minute, there's other people in this world that saw what I saw. Uh, and uh, so, so I was like, wait, it was this, crazy crazy thing where where that's where all of a sudden the, the the that's when the youtube thing came out and that's where i started looking at like i said loose change and other um videos and there's other people out there that that saw the same thing i saw and are, are, are um lots of different accounts and now tons of documentaries so i guess you're going to call it the 9-11 truth they're like a lot of like a lot of people that's where the, it really started um and then I went deep. That's just what I do. Then I went, I went from, okay, this is not the official story is definitely not what happened. And I, but I kept it in, I kept it in uh, very quiet. I was very nervous. Uh, I would search things on other people's computers. Like if I was had, uh, I would, I was so scared. I would, I, I, like I always say, I was in the uh, conspiracy closet for years. I wouldn't tell anyone about it. I only had a very small group of friends. Very interesting that most of those people were military. <laughs> that we would speak about these things. Um, tons of my friends were sent to Afghanistan and Iraq and they came home and while they would come back with all this information and I was already uh, on this path of, of truth, let's say. And uh, like I said, we were very nervous. We would watch VHSs of, of certain things, <laughs> copy. We were, we were so scared uh, to speak our truth. And, um, so that's where I was with anger and I was upset. I was lied to. Um, but then during all of this, something else happened. I, I, uh, I visited Mexico and I, uh, I climbed the pyramids of uh, che Chechen Itza. Is that how you say it? Che Chechen Itza. The, I'm, the I'm going to agree with you. I think that's, I think I'm saying it, Ram. But it's, it was, um, you were still allowed to climb the pyramids and I did it barefoot. Um, I was just on a drunken, uh, expedition with my wife not expecting anything spiritual uh the, i'll never forget the guide he was uh of, of mayan descent 
and he said something about the banking system or something and why he was there and he was this lawyer from america or the united states i'm sorry and uh that now he's just a tour now he's just a tour guide and he knows the secret and he just he just he had that little truth or back like i said back then it was a little bit of a uh he kept everything at least i did and people around me we kept it low you weren't as you know with instagram and all this stuff you weren't out there just speaking about uh conspiracies i hate the word but truth let's call it truth you weren't speaking about truth and and, and with your eyes open and he made a couple comments early on before we even got to the pyramids and i looked at him and i pulled him aside and we started talking about the banking system and who runs the world and we just started flowing i love how you're on top of a pyramid with no shoes on and you've pulled aside a banker that's now teaching you how to well this walk is before this is before but yes so yeah I, but this is my life man this is my life my life will always be this way where it's uh, yeah we're, we're so he was the bus driver and he was a he was a lawyer from uh, the states that an expat now and he's just doing these tours and he mentioned something on the on the radio on the way there about the banking system or something that went over everyone's head and I pulled him aside and uh, I'm probably rambling a little bit we spoke we spoke oh, and then he by was, all means <laughs> we he started he starts talking to me about um, about the pyramids and the like I said I'm just going as a tourist. Uh, and he's telling me about the energy and these pyramids and, and just look at every detail. And so now he just lets us off. We get on our bicycles and we're driving around this or riding around my wife and I in this, uh, this site. And then we get to the base of the, the big pyramid. And I, I don't know what told me to take my shoes off. I take my shoes off and I climb this thing and I get to the top and it was scary. <laughs> Dude, you're up there high. You were up there so high. It was crazy. And we get to the top and, I don't know. It was like this aha moment where I felt like such a speck. I felt like this little speck of dust in the universe. Um, and I sat there for a while. I, I wasn't into meditation yet, but I kind of got in a meditative state. I sat there and, and, and it felt like a download. Just things came to me. It changed my life. Um, once I got, you know, once we got down, I'm telling you, that was the day that my life changed was on that date. Um, it was really cool. We got to go into the Mayan village afterwards. And was, this around, some, was this around 2012, 2013? This was a couple of years before. Uh, this was about three years before. Okay. And they were all speaking about 2012 and how they were actually very nervous. And it turned out, I want to say a year or so later, uh, they, no more tourists could climb it because they said, I guess they had some kind of, there was a lot of nuts that were going there and talking about opening portals and all kinds of crazy things. But it was, it, it, it was, uh, I became one of those people too. I, I got very into the 2012 thing. We could even talk about that. And I'm, where I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure that 2012 was a thing and we've got it wrong, but that's a whole. I, I firmly, I firmly believe. Um, and ladies and gentlemen who are just here for motivation, uh, you can close your ears at this moment. Uh, but I firmly believe that the world did end in 2012. Uh, me too, man. Me too. And that, uh, that, that is, you know, this, this, this all stems with Operation Looking Glass. This I even made in the, in the liner notes when we were talking about Baron Trump. I don't know if you can see this. I have this right here. This is the collection. This is the Baron, nice. Trump, the Baron Trump collection. I've been meaning to get into it. Are you familiar with this? The Travelers, the last president, Baron Trump? Familiar, not not super. Yeah, yeah, I heard it. Yeah, heard about it. Heard about it. Yes. So I have to get into that for sure. With with regards to Operation Looking Glass, with regards to this, um, I Operation Looking Glass is something that has been circling around me 
for the better part of a year. And everyone, you know how like everybody in this realm sort of like has that one thing they're really good at talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm really good at talking a little bit about everything. <laughs> and that's, uh, what, that's what we're hanging out together. Man. That's it. That's it. And we're almost dressed. As, we're, in the, we're in the same uniform over here. You know? That's it. Uh, I like that. The, um, uh, but, but it's this looking glass. It's looking glass is just, it just keeps coming back to me and saying, you know, look into this, look into this. Um, small things like uh, you guys were talking um, and I'm not, I'm not glossing over what you had said like that, that, that whole 2012 thing, I asked if it was in 2012, not because of the mind calendar, but mm-hmm. because that was the first noted in energetic frequencies awakening was 2011 or sorry, 2001. Uh, people had been generally quietly waking up. Obviously, um, the people were paying attention to the moon landing, which was so real that they sent a curtain rod to space. Um, that people were paying attention to the Kennedy assassination. There are people out there that have been wearing sandwich boards and ringing a bell, you know, for a long time. Um, but the, the, an awakening that was stated on, um, on an energetic level, I don't know what the scale is that's reading it, but you've seen this thing where they, where yeah, they did it's this. Sh- sh- Sherman, uh, I know you're talking about this. Yeah. So, and ladies and gentlemen, we don't know what we're talking about. Uh, sorry to, to not put it out there. I don't edit my podcast either. So I don't like pause and look something up and come back with the answer. I leave it for everybody else to look up. But so they did this mass meditation not too long ago, and yes. uh, and and it it registered on the scale that we were talking about. Uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, it's a it's a Sherman re- resonance. Uh, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about because my meditation teacher speaks about it all the time, and it's a real thing. But, yeah. yeah. So it was 2011, and then the second biggest one. Uh, well, actually, the biggest one. The first one was 2001. Sorry, the biggest one was 2012. Um, so. If you look at Operation Looking Glass, if you look at the Mandela Effect, if you look at the Higgs boson, God particle, if you look at uh, so many things, if you look at how people started to view things, if you look at how people started to ask more questions, if you look at how much information is now available to everybody, it literally all trickles back to 2012. Um, Right now, we are currently living through the second biggest mass awakening. And like you had said on the Free Thinker Society podcast, episode number seven, which I just listened to on my urban hike. Um, shit, that intro just blew it. <laughs> I lost what I was about to say. Um, you, you guys were, oh, wow. That just were we talking on. about uh, uh, the reawakening of 2012 or maybe? Oh, you, you guys were talking about how it's terrible to, you know, to have to talk about pedophilia. Yes. Um, and, and, and the benefit, sadly, mm-hmm. is that it's what everybody wants to talk about because it's the one thing that's waking up the world. Yes. And I had this conversation uh, with a friend of mine not too long ago, and I said, it's disgusting. I have a niece that I would legitimately die for. I would take a bullet for that kid to make sure that she had the existence that she deserved. Uh, I'm not a parent. Um, but the idea of, did you see this too? Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. Did okay. you? I told that's you, fine. just be like another day in the office, for you. Hey, that's fine, man. I'm all <laughs> over the place. It's all did good. Do you see this? This uh, this judge let go a pedophilia. A ped- pedophilia. He let go a pedophile. He, this judge is like, no deal. Like he's free to go. Like slap on the wrist. I mean, but it like, happens all the time. But which which case? Because I, I feel like it happens all the time. Yeah. So he let go of this this horrendous pedophile, free to go, and then uh, oh, yeah. you'll. <laughs> If you haven't heard about it, you'll probably look it up now. Uh, 
the 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 defendant, the pedophile, showed up at the judge's house, propped up against the wall without a head. Yes, I heard about this. Yeah, <laughs> so I had a feeling that's where you're going. Yes. Exactly right. So I mean, there's so much negativity out there, and there's so many things that this just absolutely terrible things. But think about this: if we found out that all of Hollywood, and here's a new term, pedivore. They're not just pedophiles. They're fucking pet. They're Anyway, I don't, I don't, we're not going to do that on this show. Not today. I don't care for it. It, it makes my skin crawl. What I, why I'm saying this and why I'm talking about this is because without it being this drastic, the world wouldn't have woken up. If like, if you had to eat a cow dick <laughs> to, to get into Hollywood, people would be like, well, that's fucked up, but you'd probably do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and that wouldn't wake people up, but, but when, when you see, when you hear about Anthony Weiner's, when you hear about the computer, when you hear about the nine cops that are dead out of 11, when you hear about all this sort of stuff, when you accidentally take a look at it, when you look at Ellen DeGeneres' frazzle drip, when you look at Jay-Z's frazzle drip sweaters, when you look at Tom Hanks with Wilson, the tennis ball, when you know what that is, and when you see that rubbed in your face, you're fucking blown away. And Again, we don't need to talk about it, even though that is the energy that's, that's sort of out there and around on this sort of thing. It's a topic that will be beaten to death all over the world, either wear a mask or, or you know, pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the stuff that's waking us up. The mask is going to be the next one. The, the mask is going to be the one that, that, that snaps all the people that aren't willing to look at pedophilia. They're going to say, why the fuck are we wearing masks? You know, because now it's personal. So we're in the process. We're right smack in the middle of the biggest, I'd say overall awakening, because I'm sitting here having conversations with people that are no longer making fun of me. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> and they're asking questions, you know, and you guys were talking about right and wrong. You guys on the, on the last episode you were talking, I don't know if it was your last episode, but it was the last one you put out. Yeah. Uh, we we're talking about right and wrong. Mm-hmm. And I felt like there's this meme going around where, where it's, <laughs> It's, uh, it's this, these two people talking in this empty chair, but the chair has hands and it's holding a glass of wine. And it says what it feels like to be part of a podcast. You know, like when I'm sitting there listening to stuff like yeah. that you guys are putting out, yes. I'm like, I've got so much I want to say right now, but I, yeah. I just have to sit here and listen. I know, that's right. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> but maybe I'll make that the image for this, uh, this episode, <laughs> the, chair, the chair podcast. But the, the thing about that is, you know, the whole right and wrong thing. And one of the biggest things I wanted to mention and would have loved to have thrown in when you guys were talking about it was something that I picked up, which was called living in the question. Are you, are you familiar with this theory, this line? No, I'd love to hear about it. So we live our lives living in the answer. How many times have you had a conversation with somebody or, you know, you're, you're hanging out with somebody and, and you ask a question or somebody asks you something and you just spout out an answer. Like it's not even something you think about. It's just an arbitrary, but there it is. Mm-hmm. Or you're having an argument with somebody and they're like, you know, this is not, it's not even an argument. It's a conversation that turns into an argument or whatever. And it's like, it's just your answer versus my answer. And the reality is there's so many different variations and so many levels of gray that, I mean, we live in a fluid state. Everything's changing. There's no, there, the, the fact that there is no one answer is, is interesting enough. But when you switch your personal mindset from living in the answer to living in the question, then we now question our deepest beliefs. Why do I believe? And it's no longer about being right to somebody else. It's no longer being like, I'm in a, I'm in a conversation where my points and your points are going head to head and I have to be right. It is 
I don't even know why I believe what I believe. And that allows you to really jump back into everything that you've ever thought about. You can completely reconstruct your own mental synapses. And when you do that, you don't, you no longer have the conversations where I'm right, you're right. Because it's, it's, I guess the term is living in 5d. You just don't give a shit anymore. Right. The, the, the fifth dimension living is, is understanding that, you know, there's so much more to this, this area, this realm, this reality, this, this thing, this understand. And, and, and one of the coolest things, one of the coolest things that ever took place with regards to an awakening that I've found um, the most amazing thing in the entire world is since I started to wake up and, and grew through different phases of awakening and, and got higher and higher uh, in and within it. The last level that I broke through probably about a year ago, I've never been bored since it happened. Like boredom is gone, you know, living in the answer, living the question. People are like, what's wrong with you? Like, I don't drink anymore. I don't do drugs anymore. I don't party. Like, I don't do any of that stuff. I don't eat bacon. You know, I don't eat, I barely eat junk food and I'm exercising all over the place. And this is from a guy that was like, you know, my biggest shame that I kept to a secret and that I kept to myself for the longest time was my addiction to cocaine. Mm. Like I loved it. This was, this was my drug of choice. I didn't go anywhere with an eight ball, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it, it was, it was just one of those things where, you know, when you're, when you're in sales and when you're, when you're good at sales, mm-hmm. when you can sell anything, money was never an issue. So why not have the designer drugs? And then yeah. you, you hang out with the designer losers and you do all the designer shit and you have all the <laughs> dumb shit and you're just out there wasting money and frivolously doing nothing. And you've amassed everything that the world told you to amass. Nice car, nice house, nice this, nice that. You're fucking miserable. And you're mm. bored. And you're bored. Sorry, I went on a ramble there. No, I- <laughs> so I actually had a, so, so that's interesting to me. So what, how did you shed the boredom? What happened? What was part of the awakening to, to have you do that? The boredom just went. It just went it just, away. It just just went away. There was it just nothing. went away. Like I wake up, I wake up mesmerized by everything. Like I, I, there's a ton of stuff I want to do when I wake up now, and you know I check my messages. I do this. I do that. Like I spend an hour or so on Facebook, and then I bugger off. Um, and and I'm outside more. I'm grounding. You know, which is huge. I really want to get into sun gazing as well. This is something that I've heard some phenomenal things about. I've done it. It's it's awesome. Yeah. So. I need to know more about sun gazing, that sort of thing. Um, and, and there's just so much out there that when I was living, quote unquote, when I was living in the answer, I fucking knew everything. I knew it all. I knew how to do this. I knew how to do that. I knew how to make the money. I knew how to put this money aside. I knew how to save. I knew how to invest. I, I was bored of all of it. It was just all pitter patter. You know what I've been having a lot of fun with lately? Bro, NBA jam for the Sega Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So I, I mean, haven't the, touched that since high, since I don't maybe before high school. But yeah, I haven't touched that in a long time. Oh yeah, but NBA Jam Tournament Edition Sega Genesis. I got you know oh, the yeah. minis, the mini ones that came out, those little systems. Yeah, I ended up buying up all the little systems, and I had a buddy mod them, so every game that was ever made got thrown onto these systems. Oh no shit! Yeah, so cool. I've got a bunch. Well, hold on a second, if you can see it. That's really cool. This thing. Do you remember these? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That was, yeah. <laughs> it's just a little box. So the minis came out. You can still get them at, uh, oh, you probably can't hear me. I'm yelling over here. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I just walked away from the microphone like an asshole. I kept talking. Um, 
Yeah, so you can mod them. You can put every single game on them. So and NBA Jam was the one I just locked into. Bro, I can lose hours in that game. When I, when I don't want to do anything or talk to anybody or be a part of anything, yeah. it's not even connected to the internet. You just plug it into the television, play your Sega Genesis. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. And that's it. Like that, That's pretty cool. It's so simple, right? Like my whole life was I have to pay this. I have to do that. I have to make sure this is taken care of. I have to make sure all of these things are no, 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 no. I've got to, you know, have the car payments and the this and the that. And where did I put this? And where did I put that? And who am I trying to impress? And what fucking story did I tell that person? All that shit's gone. It's just gone. You know, wake up in the morning, do whatever the fuck you want. Be super confident, be super comfortable and, and just explore, read, comprehend, see that the world is just like I just turned 40 July 2nd and the majority of my thirties, I was like kind of like, well, the earlier part of my thirties, my first half of my thirties, I was like still trying to be in my twenties. Yeah. And, and then like the middle part of my thirties, I guess I sort of started to understand, you know, mm-hmm. um, but in the late, in the, la- the latter part. And I, and again, too, I'm awake at this point. Like I'm, I'm awake ish. I, I, I'm a conspiracy guy. I, yeah, yeah, wake-ish is definitely a thing. Yep. Awake-ish, exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. I get it, but I'm, I'm too dumb to understand why and what I feel the way I feel. Um, and then at 40, like I felt, I woke up on my 40th birthday and I felt like this was day one, round two, and I was amped, you know? So I don't know how old you are, but you look about the same yeah. age as me. Roughly. Yeah, I'm going to be 40 in October. So we're, there you go, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so 40 for me was like, I'd done it all. You know, like you're going to be 40. You've got, you've got, uh, a great, you know, group of friends. You've got a great comedy club. You've got great stories. You've, you've done everything the world told you to do. And now you're like, well, what's next? You know, what, what like really, what's, what, what am I really here for? What's my purpose? Yes. And you're, and you've, you, I don't know, man, again, the podcast episode seven, ladies and gentlemen, but this is, uh, you're going to be one of those guys. And this was a, I think it was a Tupac quote. It said, I'm not going to be the guy that changes the world, but I'm going to spark the mind that changes the world. And I have a strong feeling that your podcast and your message and the shit that you ramble on about is good. That not to be derogatory, but that's that's going to spark no, somebody. No, 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 no. That's that's fine, and that's that's it, man. That is it. It's just we're just and same with you, man. It's just all about at least for my. I'm not speaking for you, but I, I think everybody in this in this genre um, and the conspiracy is is very close to the uh, motivation. Get people go. It's all kind of the same thing. There's some that are shills. We got the shills out there, and that's okay. But I feel like for the most part, it's all about us just helping each other. And then if you spark one or two people, because you got to, we just got to tip those scales. That mm-hmm. scale is almost tipped. It's almost there. Once we tip it, oh, forget it, man. I, I really think we're getting close to a golden age. And, it, and I'm not sure if we're going to see it, but if my kids or their kids can see it, ooh, wow, we did our job. Well, there's, there's a possibility, and this is another theory, but there's a possibility that all that ever existed is right now. Absolutely. So when you say Absolutely. you're not going to see the golden Absolutely. age. Absolutely. Yeah. When, when they say you're not going to see the golden age, you actually are because yeah. it's the only thing that's ever existed. Yes. Right? So and this yes. timeline, this timeline is it. This is the story. This is the story that we're all allowed to live right now. Um, and, and people are like, well, that's bullshit. What about fucking the Romans and the this and the that? You know, there's so many things that we could talk about with regards to what Mars is, what Rome is, uh, what New York is, as opposed to York in Rome, which was the empire, which New York is the empire state. You know, we could go on and on and on about all these sing- singularities. And then we could ask questions like, well, 
if Christianity is such a thing, you know, why does everybody agree that it's the year 18 or 19? Oh, jeez. Why does everybody agree that it's the year 2020? <laughs> My brain went to hell there. Yeah. And then you'll hear somebody say, well, the Chinese don't agree with that. Okay, fine, whatever. Right. And then nobody yeah. questions, yeah. nobody questions the dark ages. Nobody questions Chicago and the importance of Chicago. Nobody questions the fact that, you know, star forts are out there. Nobody questions what Tartaria was. Nobody questions this stuff. Nobody questions the dark ages. We yeah. just, we just are, we just accept. We just think that buildings were put into place and torn down for the world's fair in the 1800s for Chicago. We don't understand that all of history was ripped apart so that they could feed us another lie. Right. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we don't understand that all of the things that we think we believe are also bullshit. So every single thing that we are waking up into is some other bullshit that we specifically need to see to get us to the next level of bullshit, to get us through that level as well. And the most amazing thing in the entire world is every last ounce of all of it is just a story and only exists for us to perceive it. Wow, man. That's fucking true. I mean, it, it, that is so fucking true that it's, it's all just a, it's just a, it's just a story. It's all just a story. And how, imagine, you know, we're, we're, we're uncovering a lot of things, but imagine all of the lies, all of the bullshit, you know, it's, it's so funny when you think about it. It really is. It's so funny when you think about it. There is so many it seems like almost everything we were told is a lie. And you know what's cool out of it is like, you, I like how you like to move with it and you're fluid with it. Like if you got a lie coming to you, you're like, all right, let's explore it. Because a lot of people don't do that. You know, if, if, if you're told that your religion, everything you, let's use religion because that's a hard one, that everything that you were told is just bullshit. It's a lie. It's, it's, it's a hard thing. People die with their beliefs, right? They die with what they were they, they can't change. And a lot, of, a lot of people are never going to open up their minds. And for us to uh, just fuck with everything, like you said, just from, from cities, you're talking about cities and you're talking about uh, everything's a lie. I mean, it's pretty much all a lie. If you can go, if you can, if you can just think about it, like it's all a fucking lie. I mean, think about, yeah. like you said, I know you said you don't have, you have kids, but I know when I, when, the first thing I said to my wife is like, we're going to really, we're going to really give the Santa bullshit to our kids. And I lost that battle. I did. I lost it. She said, yes, you have to. I said, but that's fucked up, man. We're going to tell them about this man. That's going to jump into a chimney and fill your, right. Yeah. So like, she's right though. She's right. You had to give that to your child. <sighs> did you? Well, here's you why. Think so? You think so? Well, here's why. Because imagine, imagine you had the ability to raise your child awake Imagine you taught your kid every single thing that you know right now, right? And, yeah. and, and all of that stuff. And you gave them your awakeness and you said, this is what is really happening. That would then become their slumber. Mm. And they were not given then the opportunity to wake up to it. True. So you, you can do all these things and you can have these fun things because it's not fair to your kids to be anti-Santa Claus. Right. Do you remember when we were kids yeah. and, and that one fucking dickhead, his name yeah. was Thomas. That's like, Santa's not real. Your mom's a fucking whore. And it's like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, yes. Yes. And like, do you want your kids to be that guy or do you want no. your kids to believe in something? And it, here's another thing too. Later in life, you can tell your kids Santa was a lie 
And you can use that reference to say, and everything else that you believe is a lie because of this, this, and this. Yeah, you're right. You're no, right. You're right. Exactly. And, and I'm not saying a certain don't... age, you get to a certain age because you're right. You got to kind of, it's like, it's the same thing with, um, I'm starting to, um, I'm starting to find, find my foot down, which is so crazy to me of who I am, but I'm starting <laughs> to put my foot down about certain music and certain things. I'm like, no, it's not happening in my house, which is so crazy because I'm so anti, uh, I'm so into freedom of speech and not censoring. But some of the stuff is just ridiculous. And it's not like I'm, it's not like my, my kid is trying to listen to um, NWA. It's like a, 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 I'm not, and this is just an example. It's not, it's like a Miley, Miley Cyrus type thing where I'm like, ah, nope, I watched the video. We're not, this is not happening. Right. So there's a, and there's certain things that I'm censoring, which is crazy. I can't believe it's me that's doing this because I was, I'm so, if anybody knows me and anyone knows what I'm into, I am into freedom of speech. But I do believe there's a lot of stuff, especially for the children right now. And I think it happened to us as kids as well. And I know this is not a cool thing to say, but I feel like I was always pro uh, video game violence and all that. But I'm starting to think, eh, some of that stuff is programming. And I'm not sure it, it shouldn't be censored. But I don't know if little kids should be just Grand Theft Autoing it as, as children and killing and all that. So I, I'm not. Do you own any systems? Uh, yeah, what do I have? I have. Uh, no, I don't actually. I have uh, I have the Switch. I have the Switch. Okay, that's not bad. I had the uh, PS3 is when I stopped with the system. Okay, so yeah, it's PS3 is when I stopped. Yeah, also like swimming in it. But I bought the PS4 because I had to. It just it was just a thing. Yeah. Uh, and for the longest time, it was a beautiful entertainment system. But the games weren't important to me. The PS5 is going to come out. I'm probably going to buy that too. Hmm. Uh, but I don't play video games. I don't play video games. Um, and and I agree with that. Like I. You know what, man? I love I love video games. I I can sit there, and you like I said, we've already talked about it, NBA Jam. Like you throw on a Mario, you throw. On, I'm going to give you some time. I'm going to play that game. Yeah. You know, you try to. You, but if you try to get me to play Call of Duty, bro, I don't fucking know what the buttons are. I can't switch a weapon and frag out and do this and do yeah. that. I'm like, like, is there not anything better? And think about this: the games that I do play when I still played were baseball and hockey. You know, and. And now that's a whole other topic right there because they're taking it away from us. Now, yeah. when, when I say, when I say they're taking it away from us, I mean like you have suspiciously no audience for baseball games, mm-hmm. which means you have nobody to report to when you do dumb shit. So you've got all these Nancy's wearing their face masks and to anyone listening to my show right now who is pro face mask, I'm not anti or pro face mask for any other reason other than simply look into it. Black Lives Matter, I have to address the audience right now when I say Black Lives Matter, is a terrorist group. Yes, Black Lives Matter. Yes, the mess- yeah, yeah. With the, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. interject Because this is where I get killed by some of my friends is the message and the, the intent of the average person is, is great. But what it really comes down to is a terrorist organization. You're right. And I know that's a controversial thing to say. Yes. And if I say Black Lives Matter is terrorism, people that watch the news or people that, and, and that's not everybody on the show. They'll be like, well, what does that mean? You know, at least the people that listen to my show are certainly going to be, they're going to look into stuff. They're going to say, he's not a total asshole. You know, I, I've listened to him say all kinds of great stuff for so long. And what, all of a sudden I'm just going to turn him off. You know what yeah. though? I know that the fans, you know, everybody sort of comes and goes. I'm not, I'm not okay. everyone's cup of tea. But at, this, at the end of the day, what I'm, what I'm saying about Black Lives Matter is it is not what it appears to be. When was the last time you heard the name George Floyd? 
Yeah. You know, and, and who were the other guys that they were out there killing? Are you drinking a White Claw? What is that? <laughs> I am. I am. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even know if we can get those in Canada. That's funny. It's my relaxed juice. There it is. But uh, <laughs> that's funny. The, uh, the, the Black Lives Matter uh, is, is, is propaganda uh, and it's fear mongering. And it's designed to say in such a way that if you say anything against it, you're a piece of shit. Yes. But if we draw attention to it, we'll get your money. And here's another thing I believe about money, money and taxation and all this sort of stuff. It's got absolutely nothing to do with us. People think in the world that we currently live in, that money is important. And here's my thought on that. And here's why I believe it not to be important because the powers that be the Rothschilds, the Bilderbergs, all these guys invented money as a way to play with us as a way to motivate us, as a way to expand upon quote-unquote slavery. They also invented this story about how you know we imported people, we being a white group of people, imported people to North America to you know be our slaves. Uh, they don't tell you that the, uh, the black people were already here. They don't tell you that you know the, the Native Americans are not just Native Americans, they're native everywhere. There are natives on every continent, everywhere, at all times, Eskimos, Mexicans, Native yes. New Zealand, Native Australia, Native American, Native, and Native, Native, Native. everywhere. Yes, absolutely. And those natives being everywhere, it is the identical person. It is, it is the same skin tone. It is the same moniker. Mm-hmm. It is the same, the same skeletal build. The Native people are everywhere. They are native to Earth. So who the fuck are we all? <laughs> right. That's the question. You can go in so far into this sort of thing, but when the, if, you, if Black Lives Matter can draw attention to certain things, again, back to what I was originally talking about was baseball and hockey. They are promoting Black Lives Matter. BLM is everywhere. And I'll tell you this, if they had a gate, if they had to, if they had to answer to a gate, people paying for tickets, BLM wouldn't fly. You would see people protesting all over the place. Oh. But now, because it doesn't exist, there's going to be one guy. I bet you somebody's going to sign, soundbite this and say so and so from this show said this. And you know what? That's good. That's good publicity. If somebody that's wants fine. That's good. Yeah, go for it. Man. Yeah. It. <laughs> <laughs> right? Come listen to the show. See what you have to say. You know. And and I used. It's so funny because when I was just getting started, this is episode. By the way, this is episode 102 of my show. Nice. Uh, and I really screwed it up because I was at episode 98 was my one year anniversary, and then episode episode uh, 100 was like two weeks after my birthday. Like I could have literally tied them all into one, the, the 100th episode and the one year anniversary and my birthday could have all been on the same day, but I didn't do any of that. Cause, uh, <laughs> cause you're real, man. Yeah, cause, cause what, are you real. Gonna do? <laughs> what are you going to do? So, <laughs> so the, you know, it's as we sit here and as we, as we look at the world and as we contemplate everything that we need to do, like, getting angry about certain things, getting angry about BLM. Like I can't even be angry about it. I can't be angry about it because there's no point. It's just supposed to, it's supposed to exist to make me aware of it. But to those that are living in the third dimension, to those that are still living in, you know, rainy day, love my baseball, distraction, distraction, distraction. um, Black lives matter is a criminal organization designed to steal your money so that you don't have it so that they can do whatever they want with it. Uh, and to make you give up your freedoms to play their game. Same with the mask. The mask is just symbology. You're playing their game. It's totally pointless to anyone that's put any thought into the mask whatsoever. Um, I'll touch more on the mask again. And please, ladies and gentlemen, I am not pro or anti-mask. 
not anything. I think the whole thing is dumb. If you wear it, great. If you don't wear it, great. I just think that we need to be aware of what it represents. Um, I think I've prattled on a little bit too long with regards to this topic in, in particular, but it's, it's, a, it's a sticky web because you can't make fun of it. Uh, and, and if you try to raise awareness to it, you get shut down. Speaking of getting shut down, Tommy G put a video up. Somebody shared with him uh, with uh, it was, it was uh, fuck, fuck you, whatever. Fuck, fuck you. Yeah, we're, fuck, we're on. Yeah. And, it, and in the background, it was fuck authority by Pennywise, which is a great jam. So he threw it on Instagram. I ripped it and put it on my, uh, my secondary account. Um, and within two minutes it got pulled. Well, yeah. I, it, it said, it said you can't use this because of Pennywise's song, fuck authority. Huh. And then it said, actually, I'm going to send it to you right now. It then said, uh, it gave me a list of the countries that it was good in. <laughs> And so I'm like, so what? Is it pulled down? Is it not pulled down? So where? Yeah, Tommy's. Now? Tommy is. Uh, you know, Tommy is in a little bit of hot water right now, as far as the in the social media world. But we all knew it was coming. I mean, he went hard. He go as Sam Tripoli would say, he went. Hard, he goes hard in the paint. He never stopped going hard. Um, is it fucked up? What's happening? Oh, absolutely. He shouldn't. But he, they're they're going after him. But hey, anybody that follows Tommy G knows that he has gone after every single, I mean, he had that blue check mark. Sam could have had a blue check mark, Sam Tripoli. He could have had a blue check mark. He didn't want it. Um, but Tommy took that blue check mark and, you know, he ran with it and he's gone after every, uh, you know, it's something funny is that I'm not big. I, I use social media because I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise I, I'm, I'm, I'm very new with social media. It's funny. I'm learning and uh, I didn't understand like what the blue check mark meant. I didn't understand that if you have a blue check mark, other blue check marks are gonna look at what you're saying because I guess you're part of their, you're part, you're part of their club, right? I didn't yeah. understand that, right? So that that yeah, you're fancy. So now like you know we'll use someone like Alyssa Milano, right? Because that's one's a little more lighter hearted. It's not as as crazy as some of the other blue check marks you went after. So like Alyssa Milano actually will see, okay, you wrote this or that. So she's actually. Where if you or I wrote to her, because we don't have the check mark, she, we're just peasants. We're just, you know, we're, yeah. she's not going to see what we're saying. We're just regular folk. You go when into, a blue you go check into mark, the other file. Yeah. When the blue check mark uh, says something to you, I guess you look at it. I had no idea about any of that. Um, but it's funny and it's, uh, it's also sad in a way. And as far as my friends, we knew this was coming. We knew Sam got taken down a while ago, even he likes to say it's, he went after the mayor of Chicago. I don't think that's why he got taken down. I have a better idea of why, but I'll say it off air. Um, but he, you know, he keeps he keeps referencing something to do with somebody's balls and somebody's mother. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he's he is the, one of the most hilarious comedians, so he's gonna always have a funny um, answer for it. I have an idea of what happened to him. Um, he broke one of his own rules, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you've got rules, you got to stick by your own rules. That's yeah, he went. He let's just say this: he uncovered without resurf, without opening up an old wound, or he he uncovered something on tinfoil hat. And you guys could be your own detectives um, that others didn't know about. Let's just say that. And Sam, in the early days of when I got involved with this stuff, I always said, "Hey, man, aren't you worried about anyone getting going after us?" or Get in trouble and he always said hey just be the google just be the google for conspiracies and you're going to be fine you know just never never break a story yeah. and let's just say if you look back he might have broke a story and if you look at the timeline that's when 
he started getting shadow banned and all that stuff. Well, you Tommy, gotta go, go ahead. I was going to say Tommy G flat out broke Wayfair. Like Wayfair was an idea, flat but, broke. and, and, and there was a, a, a constant uh, thing, right? But Tommy G sat there, yes. Yes. <laughs> sat there and, and screen grabbed them fucking it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tommy G, so. Tommy G, did on he is the one who did the whole way he uncovered wayfair you're 100 right yeah ten, i got a call 10 o'clock in the morning before it really hit and he was boom pick up the you know i see him call i pick up and it was a three-way call me him and sam and he's showing me all these things and i'm like what the fuck and and next thing you know i want to say a couple hours later this thing was everywhere he did uncover it he listen tommy is very smart tommy's one of the smartest dudes i know and he um as much as there, there might be, you know, there's people out there saying whatever they want to say about Tommy. Tommy, like I said, one of the smartest people I've ever met, and he truly cares, and, and he doesn't give a fuck. Talk about punk rock. He might not be punk rock in the sense of in, in your mind, uh, other people's minds, because he is that got that Jersey look. that jer- But he is so punk rock that he does not give a fuck. He has given up multi-million dollar businesses. Um, he's been ostracized by the sports betting community and, 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 and he does not care. He's going, he's going hard and he doesn't, he doesn't care. And Hey, you got to give that to someone. I mean, that's talk about a cause and, and he's newly awakened by the way. He's newly yeah. awakened. I don't know if you know that, but he is newly awakened. That's why I call him the Dylan Dennis of uh, conspiracies. If you're into MMA, uh, Dylan's a newer guy. And all of a sudden he's on Habib's list of, uh, you know, right in the middle of shit. It's like, where did this guy come from? Uh, Tommy's the same way. Tommy kind of came out of the left, but he is, when he learns about stuff, when he hears about stuff, he goes all in and uh, he's not going to give up. Um, he went, he went, Tommy and I used to talk, obviously you guys are friends, but he and I used to talk sort of uh, via social media mm-hmm. uh, when he was, he had just jumped over to Instagram and I think he and I first connected, he had like, I don't know, 3000 fans, if that, yeah. you know, and, Again, I don't give a shit about fans. I think I'm sitting mm-hmm. around. I'm sitting around twenty eight thousand or something like that, and and you know, I it's just a long time of me building this. Yes. This good natured, you know, positivity uh, thing. It's it's funny for me to 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 watch. You know how long like, that took me like six years of of learning mm-hmm. the system of and then of being blacklisted. I got shadow banned and and mm-hmm. then you know all all the negative comments like the people like you would be so surprised. Well, you probably wouldn't, but the world would be so surprised to know how much hate gets sent to somebody who's trying to push positivity. That's so strange, but yes. Yeah, it is weird. It is weird. And on my account, I've I've cut out the, the the comments. I don't want I don't you know, I don't care about, you know if you're if you're in a bad way, hit us up. Somebody from from my team will answer that message, or I will. Mm-hmm. Um and and hit us up, DM us. That's what I've always said. Uh, but the, the comments had to go because in no, in no world on my account, in my world, do I want your cancerous negativity. I don't want anyone to have to be exposed to that. So we've shut the DMS down and people are like, you're, you know, you're a motivational account. You're positive. I'm like, yeah. And Stephen King, Stephen King is used to be my favorite author. And now yeah. he's, you just, you see just such poison in him to the point mm-hmm. where when you go back and you look at his books, you're like, this guy was pumping a book after book. And everyone's like, he's amazing. How is he putting all these books out? <laughs> Guaranteed. He had a million monkeys on a million typewriters. Like it wasn't him. <laughs> like they just took the algorithm, a Stephen King algorithm. Uh, they just pumped out books. I guarantee that's how they were knocking out books. And they slapped his name all over it. He probably wrote like five or six books. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other conversation back to uh, Tommy G. 
I was hitting him up and we were chatting back and forth about some crazy stuff and some fun shit that we were going on about. Uh, and then, and then just to watch him, he hit like 80,000 in a matter of weeks. Yes. So no matter who you are, no matter what you are, when you, when you spend enough time slowly building an audience, certain things, you start to notice certain things. When you explode rapidly, the algorithm and the beasts that be, the beasts of burden, the, the, the man behind the, the Instagram, fucking Zuckerberg himself is sitting there watching it happen. Yes. And anything can happen. So, I mean, the, I think right now in, in, this, in this stage of the game, like it's probably a matter of time before his Insta is taken out. Um, I'm shocked. It's, yes, yeah, I agree. Love he, the guy to death that I want him a, a platform. And he's working on a platform. He's working yeah. on a platform that's going to be amazing. I've seen the, uh, the back end of it and it's going to be amazing, but I'm shocked he's gone this far, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's also massive on parlor. He's, he got like, he's up to like 14,000 on parlor. I don't even know how to use it. I've got, yeah, parlor. I, <laughs> I have me I'm in the same boat, man. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I've, I have like, no there. idea. Yes. yes. And, and, but what's, what's really good about what he's doing is that he is championing the smaller guys. He is bringing attention to things that people need to hear about. Uh, and, and his whole new awakening thing, like, I mean, what did he say? He said in one of his shows that, you know, I will, you know, I gladly sacrifice my check mark to bring down the cabal, right? Obviously. Um, and he's putting his money where his mouth is. And that's one of the things that made him so genuine is that he, he, he'll gladly sacrifice his career. Like when this is all said and done, I can't see him as being able to go back to the sports betting. I can't see that as being like, <laughs> this is Tommy G's life now. He's just... Unless he woke it up everyone to the point where like, you know, unless he woke up everyone where it's like, you know, this, it, the guys who are into sports betting are fucking also can, like uh, truthers. Well, that yeah. might happen. That might happen. But yeah, you get bored of it. You get bored of what it was, you know? And it's like, it's funny too, because like if, if there, there are, I have some followers and some fans on this one that have been following this, this podcast since day one, mm -hmm. I mean, not since day one, but I am at war with myself on this particular podcast because this is my baby. I love this show. I love the Mental Mastery Alliance. This is the most reflective. And by the way, the Mental Mastery Alliance, the name originated because way back in the day when I started this, I wanted to capitalize on the MMA hashtag. Mental Mastery wow. Alliance, MMA. And it was the biggest thing in the world back then. And it worked. It, I, I tricked the, the system to give me some bonus props. And I was like, you're going to train your body. You're going to train everything. You might as well train your mind. Mm. Uh, and then the okay. alliance, the alliance part grew into its own entity where now there's um, 15 coaches, uh, all of their own branding working under, you know, this label and all that sort of stuff. And it's, yeah. it's a wonderful thing where people are, you know, really doing what they want to do, but it all, it all stemmed from, and here, here's open honesty, ladies and gentlemen, it all stemmed from a cokehead, an overachieving yeah. cokehead that really wanted more for himself and more for his life and understood that he had to lead by example to himself. And that trickled down to everything else. So when you see that happen with Tommy, with you, Sam, you know, Sam, Sam's about to embark on, from what I can tell, Sam's about to embark on, on his true nature, his true calling, which is the spiritual awakening of himself and those yes. around him. That podcast is probably going to be his absolute passion. Yep. Now, I'm not a huge podcast. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a fancy podcast guy, uh, but I, I do understand. Like you just said, you just said, you know, you've got podcasts that are going out that are like, you have to edit them. Like this thing will be up. This thing will be up. <laughs> we've got about half an hour left roughly. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm assuming because you've got to go and you know, we've got a hard stop. Yeah. So we'll, we'll tie that up within probably Sorry. within the half hour. But mm -hmm. um, 
this will be up. This will be up by the time you're done your next meeting. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. Cause hey, I, and I love that too. And I, I love that. And I have a podcast like that and Hey, that's, that's great. But yeah. Yeah. So it's, there's always, there's definitely always something that, you know, needs to be edited um, for this one. This one was just so perfectly free, free wheeling that it'll just be, I'll just pop some sound in and, and, and up she goes. Um, and I hope that you'll be back on the show. I hope this isn't the end of it. You know, yeah. I was um, going to tell you, Adam, I want to have you on, on our show. I want to have you on our show um, for sure. And awesome. we can just start. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are you ever in the New York, New Jersey area? I mean, right now I know it's not, it's not easy to get around. <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed in your country. <laughs> yeah. I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'm allowed in yours either. Yeah, no, I, I have, um, you know, I have uh, a pre, 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 uh, preconceived, uh, wait, wait, what's the word I'm looking for? Precon, preconditioned? I don't know. I don't, I, <laughs> there's something happened when I was younger. Um, so I don't know, I don't know what the rules are. You know, you guys shut the borders down before oh, all this oh, went down. Oh, 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 I see what you're saying. Yeah, you guys, you guys shut the borders down. Now, I haven't had any issues when I drive in. Um, oh, okay. But, I, yeah. but and, and that's the thing too. I've heard a lot of people talk about the, they're just going back and forth. Like they say that the borders are shut, but they're really not, you know? Right. Um, but am I in any hurry to come into the States? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, if you're ever here, the door yes. is always open. I love that. Um, yeah. The door is always open. I would love, to, I, I, of course, right now in this, the climate, we have to do everything on, um, pot, uh, on Skype, we'll call it Skype or Zoom or whatever, but I would love to have you in studio. I'd love to have you at the comedy club. But yeah, no, I'm on, I want to have you on our show as well. Um, but no, so I will be around. Um, it's funny, man. This is a, uh, before we started, you were saying how this is the greatest time to be alive. Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's the message. That's the message that I, I'm so happy you said that, man, because it's so hard. It's so hard for people right now. I don't know what it's like uh, in the Toronto area, but in the New York, New Jersey area, the tri-state area right now, there's so many businesses going out. There's so it's a, it's a hard time. It's a very hard time to be alive, but it's also the most amazing time to be alive. Um, just to be silly about things. I mean, we're living in a time that we got to watch uh, witness tool put out all these albums, right? I mean, how lucky are we for that? <laughs> right. I mean, that's amazing. Uh, the art that we got to witness is amazing. But besides all that, there's an awakening happening and it's happening at such a rapid rate. It's, it's a beautiful time to be alive. Technology is amazing. Um, I'm talking to you right now in real time, mm -hmm. right? In a lockdown, in some kind of lockdown. I'm, I'm speaking to you right now in real time over video, over audio. You're going you're gonna to release this to thousands of people. Um, we're sharing ideas. We're sharing information. Uh, Come on, man. We're so lucky. And it's just the perspective thing. It's a perspective thing. Um, I, 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 that's another thing that we got to change. And I'm so happy that that's part of your message. It's just changing the message of not how bad things are, how great things are. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the world as we know it has changed, but that might not be a bad thing. And I always tell all my friends in my community is the way we're going to make it out of, out of this thing is if we take Keep throwing us, throw us fastballs, throw us the curveballs, but we just turn it. We just got to use it for our advantage and take what they're throwing at us and, and thrive, you know, thrive in the chaos and, uh, or order. I like to say like, what, what, what is it? It's like the, an old Freemason thing, order out of chaos. Well, we got to use, you know, there's so much information available to everyone. So let's, let's take what, let's take what the man or you want to call they are 
let's take plays out of their books and, and the regular the regular man and woman and use it to our advantage. And I feel like it's the easiest time for us to in the world because of the sharing of information for us to do that. I really do. It is. It is. And one thing that people don't understand is, you know, if you, if you talk to, if you think specifically about your circle, yes, businesses all around us are dying and they're falling. And the, but if you think about, if you think about every single one of the people that you're a direct influence on or, or directly care about, is any one of them in a bad way? Not really. No. And can every single one of them, if you really think about it, can every single one of them tell you a good thing that took place and what they're happy about because of this COVID? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they can. They can. And that to me is phenomenal because this entire existence, this is wherever we are, is your experience. We all mm-hmm. exist because you observe us. Mm-hmm. And, and this is something that I've, I've gone back and forth. I've done full episodes on this theory and this ideology, but uh, non-player characters exist. Uh, and a lot of the non-player characters are probably getting hurt, but every single person that I've ever talked to, I don't know a single person that's like, I'm losing my shirt. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. I personally, I took a hit. I took a financial hit when this all yes. went down. Yeah. Right. But the only thing that it did for me was it, it, it made me change course. It made me do something different. It made me change. It forced me to do something that I should have done a long time ago. Uh, it, forced yeah, right. me, yeah. it forced me to grow, to adapt, to become. Uh, it's forced me to connect. Like you said, you and I are talking to each other over, over this. The reason, the reason you and I are talking is because six months ago, I got some free time. And I started listening to some other stuff and I found some other people and some great things. And because of that, you and I, and who knows, who knows, you and I could become best friends. I'm just saying. And, you know, 10 years from now, we can look back at this conversation and go, fuck, that's on tape, man. Mm -hmm. And look what we've done since then. And all of that was because of COVID. So every single thing that we look into the future about and every single, we even want to blame these people. We want to say Fauci's an asshole and these guys are rude and, you know, it's all their fault and they're all bad. But all of that is just like the story of the cities that I was talking about. All of that is a story that we tell ourselves. The definition of good and bad. Chrissy Teigen is on file, is on record as saying, would you eat babies or would you eat people if it was served at a fancy, fancy restaurant? The guy's like, what the fuck? Right? But here's the thing, right? Society as a whole, we all had that that one uncle that was fucking bow and arrow, crazy hunting guy. (laughs) You go to the hunter's cabin and there's like elk heads on the wall. Like, Think about this. We as humans went and killed an animal, cut its head off, stuffed it, mounted it, and said, look what I've done. That was acceptable. I am not advocating the eating of human beings. But I am saying our definition of right and wrong is the one thing that pisses us off. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. to. Well, I personally would say it's wrong to eat humans. I never would. But in the same vein, we had prior to all this, do you remember the Yulin Dog Festival when that blew up and everybody was yes. all crazy about that shit? And they're like, they're like, ban the Yulin Dog Festival. Who the fuck are we to say the people over in Yulin can't eat dogs? Now, flat out, I don't want to eat dogs. And I love, dog. say, I love dogs more than, I, more than people. But you know yeah. what, man? I've had the same thought as you. Like, who it's, are we? Who are us to sit on our couches watching this shit? Yeah. Yeah. And be like, don't eat that animal, right? Yeah. Imagine the Hindus. There's way more of them than there is of us. And the cow is their yeah. sacred animal. And we're yes. over here eating cheeseburgers going, yeah. fuck you. Yeah, just fuck drive you. through anywhere. Just yeah. get a fucking cheeseburger out of a window. And exactly. I could go out of a right, window. Yeah. Yeah. Out of a, yeah, yeah, exactly, man. Here's your sacred exactly. deity. See, that's now we're, now we're cooking. Because right? you're right. This is all, 
Yeah, what is right? What is wrong? Exactly. What is, and that, and a lot of that COVID thing is what woke me up to it. I'm like, I can sit here and go, I don't want to wear a fucking mask. Fuck you. Masks are dumb. Everyone that tells me to wear a mask is dumb. It's propaganda. It's bullshit. Bill Gates is just trying to fucking microchip us, blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Right. And I personally have had this argument. I'm like, don't get the vaccine. I, I'll say, yeah. I'll say flat out right now, don't get the vaccine. Yeah. To which people will say, well, you're an anti-vaxxer. It's like, no, I'm not a fucking anti-vaxxer. You know, I, I'm sure I got a booster shot when I was a kid. I, fucking I've had needles. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm saying this vaccine, don't get this vaccine. Yes. I'll stand by that because the whole thing is fucked. But at the same time, I don't give a shit about Bill Gates and his fucking microchip. I have this, right? I paid yeah. somebody $1,000 for the opportunity to carry my fucking microchip yeah. around with me. Yeah. It's got my biometrics, my thumbprint, my eye scan, my face, everything that's yeah. on fucking Twitter. I've fucking face scanned the whole fucking thing. Here's my ball sack. Like it's all yeah. out there. There's a fucking yeah. anal imprint of me somewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We were, we, we already kind of, yeah, we already, we already gave in. Absolutely. So yeah. So it's like when I, when I sit back and I think about all this sort of stuff, I'm like, what am I really angry at? I'm angry at not getting what I want. And then you have to think about that. What did I really want anyway? And why did I want it? You know, and what, what, what freedoms, what freedoms do I think I have that I don't have? And what did I gain in, in this whole scenario, in this whole situation? Bro, I picked up a baseball bat for the first time in a long time. And then I really loved it. So I went and got a tee and a bag of balls and a couple new bats. And now I'm out in my field, just swinging, swinging, swinging dingers away, just hitting home runs. You know, I'm <laughs> having the time of my life and this isn't something that I've done in years. So I'm forced to take a breather, to take a break, to, to go on hikes, to do all this stuff because of this COVID thing, you're talking to your neighbors more. Sure. You're a little bit more distant, but me, my entire life, I've always been an advocate of staying six feet away from people. <laughs> right. you know? So it's, it's like when you really dig into it when you, if you want to rip it apart, if you want to do anything, what the bottom line is and what every last ounce of everything comes down to is we are all having one experience. And in that experience, our ego takes shape, our desires take shape, what we want takes shape, um, and then we fight our ego. And the funny thing is you ha- people are like, you have to suppress your ego. You have to keep your ego in check. Well, your ego doesn't exist. <laughs> it's just another story you've told yourself to give yourself something to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, the old ego, ego, death through psychedelic experience and all that stuff, you're right. And then that's kind of like the, the message is like, well, yeah, well, the ego is kind of something that you just, uh, was just something that you told yourself. Yeah. Wow. I feel like I could talk to you forever, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. It's like, uh, so, so your audience, uh, your audience, are they, they're a little bit of both. Are they, they're, they're the conspiracy conspiracy. They want to talk about the crazy aliens and, Bigfoot and all that, or is it more of a, or is it a little bit of everything? Because I love, I love your, where you're going with how you're tying it all together, because I believe that is what it all is about. Yeah. I, I had been getting, I guess I've been kind of like really diving into stuff and kind of like spreading out and um, merging. Like right now I'm currently becoming the butterfly. Um, But what my audience is, is, is my original audience is, um, ladies I worked with, um, huh? ladies I worked with out in California, uh, on, on self-esteem, on, on feeling better. Um, uh-huh. I mean, I have the ability to get rid of your anxiety in about 20 minutes permanently. Uh, I can cure depression in about an hour. Yeah. So, um, 
it's, it's an interesting thing to, to have this. So this was the audience and then it was business oriented because I was a sales coach and because I, I have the ability to teach you how to get an online business going, how to get everything done. I've got all the, the, the nooks and crannies to basically snap your fingers and have everything up and running. Uh, we can pull out ideas inside your head of what you want to do, of what you want to promote, how you want to go, how you want it to look. We make the whole thing happen. So my audience is business oriented. My audience is self Turning, them, turning yourself from a corporate slave into an entrepreneur. That's my primary audience. My secondary audience, again, is the conspiracy theorists um, and, and free thinkers, essentially free thinkers. Conspiracy theories is garbage. You know? yeah. My audience is the free thinker society, which is why they have to go over and check you guys out. <laughs> cool. um, and, 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 and when I've been doing the merge, I've, I've sort of, I went way off on some tangents, which were like fucking some crazy stuff. If you look at my episode lists, I, I talked about, I had, I had some guy that was, it was fascinating. He said the dry run for COVID was AIDS and how AIDS is fake. And then how every virus is fake and how everything is a fucking psyop with regards to the viruses yeah. and don't trust anything with a patent. And then you go and look at the patent office and all of these things have patents. Yes. Um, so, it, you know, it got weird and people were like writing in like, you know, I don't know. And then when you see the numbers, when you see your stats, you're like, people weren't paying attention to these episodes. Uh-huh. And I thought to myself, well, I, I wanted to go harder, harder than this. And, and then I didn't, and I sort of toned it back. And, and then, but I still want to talk to psychologists about certain things. Like I want to talk about 3d. I want to talk about 5d. I want to talk about how you can use where you are to get to where you want to be. I want to talk about all that. Um, so the show right now, the audience is torn because I keep flip-flopping. I keep saying I'm not going to do it, but then I do it because it needs to be done. And I started a whole other podcast, which is the TMMA conspiracy. Go check that out, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't already. Um, and, and that one, I haven't really even pushed too hard, but the cool thing about that one is I have a one-star review. My only review on my other podcast is a one-star review. And you know why? Because the person that came to it, uh, didn't like the fact that I had no new information on Wayfair, which had just dropped. <laughs> it, was, it was a nine-minute podcast. Uh, and that oh. I admitted that I knew nothing about whatever the fuck was going on in Seattle with regards to the Chaz or whatever the fuck yeah. that was. I didn't oh. care. To me, that's just a bunch of fucking man bun tight jeans doing whatever the fuck they want, right? But it's Antifa and it's all fucking organized and it's all dumb. And it was all just a, a Trump bait. And I'm like, I don't care about it. So it's not going to get anything. And this guy, this guy went out of his way to give me a one-star review. I'm like, you know what? I'll fucking take it. <laughs> Take any review, yeah. you know. Uh, so where do you uh, where do your you sit with Trump? Okay, so there's one. Um, am I a Q tard? No. Uh, do I believe in QAnon? Not as delivered. Uh, do I believe that he is a representation of a wake up? Yeah, because okay. he made people talk. He made people wake. Yeah. He made he made people aware. And the best thing that ever happened was Twitter banning everything QAnon. Because that shit hit mainstream media, which made people go, whoa, what's QAnon? At which point they punch that into the internet and millions and millions of things come up because he's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's a movement. It's an idea. And to the, 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 the mind that wants to hunt, games can start with that. So what he represents, what, what Q represents, great. Perfect. Love it. And I, I, I made the jump, ladies and gentlemen, because it's been referenced that Trump is Q, uh, which is why I made that jump in case you were paying attention or not paying attention. Or if I was paying attention, I don't even know half the time. Um, but Trump as an entity, as a president, I, what it did for me was just 
shined a light on the fact that the whole thing is a joke. Um, the whole thing is fake. The whole, like every last one of them is yes. fake. Um, the, the illusion crumbled when Trump stepped into office. You have a flat out comedian as he's a, he's a great comedian. He, he's as tiny. A, he's a tiny. He's, he's oh tiny. man, as a guy that, <laughs> that's part of my. He is a he is an unbelievable comedian. And yes. I don't care who you are. I don't care what side you are. You got to give him that. Yeah, the guy should have been a comedian because he would kill. No, he is a comedian, man. He's, he's a he's, comedian. He's an actor playing the president. Right yes. Now. And, 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 and he's, but he's primarily a comedic role. Like, look at, even when he was the apprentice, right. Or, or anytime he's ever done anything, he's a character. Yes. And he's not, he's not anything other than what's been delivered. And obviously I also believe that he's, you know, he's part of the, he's heavily involved in looking glass, hence Baron Trump, hence Mm -hmm. Julian Assange. Um, Well, you know, his uncle is Julian Assange, right? No, I've never heard that one. You've not seen this? You're in front of a computer, obviously. You're talking to the yeah. thing. So right now, and for those of you listening at home, please follow along. Feel free to Google Assange Trump uncle. And just regular Google. We don't need mm-hmm. to use any other. No. And in the images, you'll see like three or four of them in. They do an overlap. Assange and his uncle. Oh my God. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. So when it comes to the vampires that we've been hearing all about and the time, I honestly also think that, you know, the entity that we have, all the drugs that we take kill us. If you, if you go biblical, uh, people lived until they were 900 in the days of Moses. Yeah. Right. Stories that they lived till they were 900. Uh, Also now we believe that we're supposed to take fucking vitamins and uh, anal discharge is just a side effect. You know, so all this stuff, like all the pharmacy, everything from pharmacy is, is over. Uh, it's, it's all bad. Everything pharmacia is bad. Um, the, the fact that we die at 70, 80, 90 is no good. Uh, you look at guys like Assange, you look at this picture right here. Also, you've seen probably, you've seen the pictures of like Eddie Murphy or like Jay-Z back in the 1800s. Yes. You know, you've seen that stuff. And yes. it's like, well, what's this all about? What's, what could that possibly be, right? Yeah, this, yes. And then, of course, the adrenochrome. They say adrenochrome is, you know, the, the juice, the elixir, and all that sort of stuff. But I firmly believe that there are entities out there, you know. And, again, we're going to get into the alien invasion. Where we're going to get invaded by aliens. Uh, to all my business um, listeners, okay. sorry about this. <laughs> I'm Project Blue Beam. Yeah, Project Bluebeam, exactly. Um, but I mean, Hillary's on trial in September, so we're yes. probably going to get a push then, <laughs> the aliens, and then obviously they're going to they're going to try to do the distraction with regards to Trump. Um, more aliens come election time, uh, but Trump also just played that the the wear a mask card to kibosh their fucking stupid storyline that you can do phone in voting or whatever. Yeah, the mail in voting. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, wear a mask. Masks work. So now they're either gonna have to admit that masks don't work. Like <laughs> <you know? laughs> he, he he it was a good move. I, I like I like what he did. But keep in mind too that every single thing that we're witnessing is just a story. There are no good guys or bad guys. There is no there is no victory here. There is no, you know, draining the swamp. There's people are like, well, who's draining the swamp? Where are the celebrities going? Ellen's been taken out. Oprah's been taken out. Yeah, Tom Hanks fucking lives in Greece, you know. But Tom Hanks, I firmly believe, is dead long ago. Um, 
and we're getting into crazier stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, feel free to shoot us an email if you have any questions about this stuff because Mike and I are just grazing over this shit. Yeah, <laughs> stuff, yeah. Stuff there's something specific about. that, yeah. You know, we kind of just, we're just totally freestyling right now and just getting to know each other. But yeah, I'm, I'm so down. If, if you got some topics that, that your listeners or my listeners would like us to go over, I'm cool with that too. So, you know, yeah, just, not today, but for the next episode that we work yeah. together, 100%. We are running out of time. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I'm starting to get text messages now. I'm sorry about that. No problem. We'll, um, we'll, 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 you, gave me a, you gave me a timeline. So we're going to do our, our, uh, our soft exit now. Uh, and, and we'll drop you uh, probably within a minute to go. <laughs> but the, this, is, this is the stuff, right? So who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? If, dr- if Trump's dra- draining the swamp, who is Trump? And who are they going against? And how many factions really live here? Uh, and what's up with, um, why did they call uh, General Byrd's thing uh, Operation High Jump? You know, which gives credence to the hollow earth, which means it was high jump because they went into Antarctica and the hole that was there dropped down to um, uh, Eden, uh, dropped down to the other realms and all that sort of stuff that's in there. And it's a, it's a different continent that's out there. Again, I don't have all the answers, but the most beautiful thing in the entire world is, is when, when, when just to throw back to your show, you said, I'm not going to get into flat earth. Uh, in one of your episodes. And it's not that you care one way or the other about what flat earth is. It's just that your brain is occupied with other things right now. So yeah. flat earth is irrelevant other than the fact that it wakes you up. Like I was quote unquote, a flat earther mm-hmm. until I wasn't. Uh, all I know is that there's a ton of st- holes in the flat earth story. Um, but there's even more holes in the global earth story. Exactly. That's why I don't want to get, I don't get stuck in that. Yeah. I get so, stuck in that glitch all day long. Yeah, not I'm not I'm not playing that game. All I know is I have more questions. Um, but that is a beauty. I don't have to be right about anything because none of it makes sense, and none of it needs to make sense. The only thing that does make sense is all of the intricacies that have led up to the fact that I'm forced to ask myself more questions, and how fluid the reality is in which we live, and how we can't stick by any one set of rules because everything you thought you believed yesterday isn't true yeah just like when we were kids and santa claus was a thing (laughs) you know tomorrow santa claus isn't going to be a thing Mm -hmm. right and you go on with life now knowing that new information which is where you and i are right now and where you and i come in when it comes to the rest of the world you and i just sat here for an hour and a half shooting the shit right but there's a ton of people out there that are like now i have more questions now i'm going to do some more digging so that's it that's it man that is it just have people keep digging and if we could be the ones to help them keep digging, I think we're doing our job. I think so too. Uh, yeah, I really do. Because uh, they, this life is not what it seems. You know what I mean? There's, uh, you know, the, the matrix, that's a good one to start off. Like I, I maybe, maybe it's a simulation. I don't know. I don't know. There's so many questions. There, simulation is starting to, to, to seem like a, a more and more of a possibility. Who knows? Um, uh, advanced, advanced, uh, what do you want to call aliens coming here and messing with DNA? Who knows? We don't know what we are, but at least my message and who I am is I, I feel like, uh, no matter what, there's still a creator, something created us. And I think that this is just, like I said, this is me. This is Mike speaking. Um, I think that no matter what, there's some, something created us. And I always say this, this is, this is something I always say in my podcast and, and one of my other podcasts is that. I feel like the human beings, we are this uh, amazing machine 
that was just dropped and we have no instruction booklet. We have no instruction manual whatsoever. And we're just learning as we go. And people like you and I, uh, not that we know everything, but you're talking about sun gazing. Oh, there, I, there's these little cheat codes that we got to learn. And then maybe someday we'll have the instruction manuals to be these demigods or to be something so much greater than, than, than we think we really are. Because there's little things that, that we learn along the way. It's like, wow, you're not supposed to eat three meals a day. You're not supposed to eat mostly breads and carbs, right? Like, there's literally these little things that you're like, everything you're taught is wrong. And then once you start maybe fasting, let's say, or intermittent fasting or other little things, you're like, wow, I feel so much better. Imagine all of the possibilities out there that we don't know about how to run this system of our bodies and our, and our, our mind, right? I mean, imagine if we had the actual instruction manual of who we really are and what, how great we all could be. Not just you, every, all of us. It could be. It's true. It's, it's, it's true and it's phenomenal. Uh, and I wanted to leave you uh, with, with one, uh, one, one thought. You had mentioned Tool earlier that we, we get to be yeah. alive in a time of Tool. Yes. Uh, tool has been added to my intro. So when, when I do a quote-unquote conspiracy, uh, there's three intro, intros that I play. One's the straight normal one. And then there's the, the deeper one, which is Tool. And then there's a deeper one, which is even more Tool. So I'll even put that one mm-hmm. in the intro for this particular episode but have you listened to or have you looked at the lyrics of the tool songs yeah these these songs they have been tool has been telling us Mm -hmm. since like day one Mm -hmm. about certain things right their last album numa the lyrics on that one i've actually pulled it up there's another one that i wanted everybody i couldn't remember the name of it um but numa is like we are spirits bound to this flesh we go round one foot nailed down uh, but bound to reach beyond this flesh, become Numa. We are uh, will and wonder. It goes on and on and on. It tells you sort of what it is. Uh, right in two is another one about how you know we were put here again, and how God is you know sort of running the show. Another one is the offspring. The offspring's lyrics, like they they tell you, what is that? The uh, I can't remember the name of the song, um, but I wish I could right off the top of my head. The offspring talk about this moment in time. Um about how, you know, we were supposed to do things. Another thing too um, is if you look at bands like Silverchair, Silverchair did that song called Freak. Uh, if you watch that music video, it's literally about this, the reptilians and, and how they suck the blood and life out of people. Um, I can go on and on and on about music and how it's been telling us since day one. Have you seen the movie? And I know you've got to go, but have you seen the movie Under the Silver Lake? No, I haven't. I'm already down right now. Okay, so there's a clip. Now, you don't even have to watch the whole movie because it was kind of fucked up, but it's a good movie regardless. Okay. But if you, if you look at, if you Google, or you, you don't even have to, it's just uh, for the audience, Google Under the Silver Lake um, music scene. Okay. Um, and, and in there, there's a five-minute clip about this guy telling the main character about how every ounce of every piece of music that was ever, ever put into your ears was created by a team with the intent and purpose to get inside your head and to rattle inside the deep annals of what makes you, you every single fundamental tune that you've ever listened to defines who you are as a person because it's melodic. It's, it's, it's beat driven. It's pushing you into a certain state of acceptance, mm-hmm. uh, uh, docileness, et cetera, et cetera, man. I can't say enough of how excited I was to have you. I haven't done a podcast in a while. I've been, I've been busy with a ton of different things. So 
you and oh. I have been trying to connect for the past couple of weeks. I'm really happy. That- Thank you so much, Adam. Thank you so much. It was, uh, I, next time I'll be a little more prepared on what we want to speak about. I know we were kind of just having a conversation, which is cool. I think yeah. people really enjoy that. I think people do enjoy just uh, two, two people just getting together and uh, kind of meeting for the first time live. Um, like I said, next time if you have a topic, uh, I'll, I'll research a little more. But I really appreciate it and uh, that having me on. And thank you to all your fans. And hopefully we'll get some over on uh, Freethinker TV. Um, and uh, I, I'm honored to be on here. And I can't wait to have you on mine. Nice. Very much looking forward to it. I will. Uh, I'll shoot you an email with anything that we need, or I'll just keep chatting with you on the on the on the old Instagram. But uh, yeah, bro, just amazing. Thank you so much again. Thank you so much. Uh, I had a lot of fun, and uh, we're gonna let you get to your next meeting, which starts in about a minute. <laughs> yeah, they're outside. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, cheers, brother. Bye bye. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the Mental Mastery Alliance, or TMMA Conspiracy. I will be swap casting this. It will be up. So I guess I could say in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Or I could say, allow myself to introduce myself. Wait, allow myself to introduce you to my recorded self. But either way, I had a lot of fun with this episode. This was a great show. Um, I really hope you guys liked it. Uh, I really want to do more things like this. I really want to talk more openly about all possibilities without anger, um, without foolishness, without stupidity. Just good, positive, great timing and show. Again, Mike Romanelli, what a guy. Uh, That's it. Signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.